Hello, Herd, and welcome to another episode of the Herd Main Show. I'm your Herd Leader, John Lane. And I'm your Herd Mom, Megan. And today, uh, we have a fun one. We uh, got the chance to sit down uh, with a new friend of ours, uh, Corey, uh, who we met back at Celebration Mm -hmm. and got to talk to uh, about collaborating and, and appearing on each other's shows. So this week, we're on their show and they're on our show, so it was a it was a yeah. it was a bit of a trade, um, but Corey uh, and his guys um, Chris and Eric over on the Living Force podcast, which is a podcast run um, off of the brand of Utini. Um, they are a group of great guys uh, that we recommend you go check out. They are on iTunes and. I think other major uh, podcast places. Yes, um, they are really fun uh, guys. We really enjoyed uh, recording with them, and we really enjoyed uh, chatting with Corey um, for this episode. And if you don't know uh, what Utini is, it's basically uh, a site by fans for fans about the EU uh, is the simple way to put it. But Corey is on today's show specifically to talk more about Utini and. Uh, just chat with us a little bit about himself and uh, yeah. also uh, some of the recent book stuff uh, because a big part of UTNE is the books because a big part of EU is the books. So we have fun with that, and I don't think it'll be the last time we see Corey mm-hmm. uh, for sure on the show. So uh, we have fun with that, but we also have light news, not yes, a whole lot do. going on. Um, and we also have uh, our Q&A at the end to wrap it all up, so... But uh, without further ado, uh, why don't we do the news? Alright, sorry, you cut me mid-yawn. Uh, uh, beans. Just, just uh, so bored. It's the worst. So no, bored. I'm not bored. It's just early. <laughs> it is early. Yeah. Um, first bit of news. Do you know Corey's a doctor? Yeah. I'm talking to the oh. audience, not you. <laughs> yeah, Corey's just straight up a doctor. He is a doctor. That's wild. Even doctors can love Star Wars. Mm, as they should. Yes. I would expect nothing less for my general practitioner. <laughs> um, so, in gaming news, literally yesterday, the Oculus, Oculus Quest was released. Yes, it was. Yes. I ran, I chugged my little legs to the GameStop. <laughs> to yeah. pick ours up, yes. You teeny, me teeny. Um, we have not gotten... That's the joke I've been making for the last five Yes, place. I know. Um... We have not gotten Vader Immortal yet, um, just because we haven't cracked open the quest or anything. Yeah, uh, Vader Immortal comes standard with the quest. Oh, it comes with it? Yeah, yes. Oh, okay. That's, yeah, yes. That's always pleasant when they have release games built in. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had uh, we got really lucky um, with GameStop between friends and coupons and mm-hmm. whatnot. We uh, were, we were kind of locked in that... This was not going to be a right now thing. This was going to be a much later thing. And it turns out it was able to happen, and we are very thankful. Um, we, But now <laughs> we're at a point in life with this house transition that... We can't play it. We can't play it. <laughs> uh, but we have it. And one of the first things we're going to do uh, when we get our space comfy and set up is we are going to start um, uh, putting out videos of gameplay yeah. and, and whatnot um, over on our YouTube channel. Yes. So if you want to see the game, if you want to see us play the game and hang out with us, we'll be putting that out on our YouTube channel. If you want to see me get startled by small things, <laughs> yeah. watch me play VR. Yeah, you're definitely going to play it. You're, you're going to have to <laughs> at least tip your toes in. 
Yeah, the Oculus also came with a few other games, but I don't have the box in front of me, so I can't tell you what they are. Um, yeah. I know off the top of my head, it came with the Apollo Creed game, which I assume is oh. a boxing game. Yeah. It came with a really cute simulator-looking game that I don't remember the name of. So, I mean, all that weighed in for three ninety nine, considering your typical console price is two ninety nine for an extra hundred dollars. You get a bunch of stuff, you, and it's you, untethered. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, yeah, you get you get the games, including a really cool Darth Vader game, but you also yes, untethered. Yeah. And if you haven't played tethered VR, you, you it it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, there still has not, and it kind of worries me, and it kind of bugs me. They still have not reported on when it will be available on the Rift, and I know that's frustrating yeah. people. And I hope that's not going to be a serious delay because I really don't want anything stacked against this game. Yeah, um, definitely. I don't want people to hate it because, uh, like, at the end of the day, it's yeah. Oculus. It's not ILMX Lab. They just did the game. Oculus is the one who uh, is, is I think, the holdup on getting it for the uh, backwards compatibility. But yeah. um, keep keep an eye out. If you have the Oculus Rift already, because the Oculus Rift is actually more expensive than the Oculus Quest uh, right now. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, if you're gonna go for one, go for the quest, get the game, have fun, um, but keep an eye on our YouTube channel, we'll let you know when we're gonna be, uh, putting that out there. Yeah. When we start playing that. Yet again, if you want me to be doubled over in pain, because I have vertigo. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be okay. I'll be fine. I just, ugh. Uh, in comic news, Age of Rebellion Jabba the Hutt is out today, as well as Galaxy's Edge 2. I'm really interested in Jabba the Hutt. I haven't had it, it, it like you said. It's early. It's the day of. I have not had a chance to read yeah. any of these. Um, Galaxy. Oh, I'm pretty ahead. sure no one ever said that. I'm pretty interested in Jabba the Hutt in universe. Oh, in universe. Like, yeah, yeah. That Jabba. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure he's. he's I'm rich. sure he's interesting. Yeah, probably. Um, I'm just really curious what his story is going to be about, and he technically plays a part in Galaxy's Edge because he apparently hires Greedo to do something on Batu. Gonna get an animatronic Jabba? No, no. That would be excellent. I think though. I think Jabba's involvement is literally just to give Greedo the job. Eh, I don't think it's much. I mean, and we know how early in the timeline this is. Well, yeah. first of all, Jabba's dead. Yeah, you're um, right. And you're Gre right. Greedo's that makes sense. Greedo's not dead, so this is way before even Episode Four. Mm -hmm. So this might be one of Greedo's early jobs for Jabba. Yeah. Ooh, you know, it'd be great. You know how they have little like picture stations throughout the park. Mm -hmm. If they had one of Jabba's palace, where you mm. could lay in front of Jabba like Slave Land. Oh, that'd be funny. <laughs> that would be very funny. Um, book news, there's no book news. Um, well, um, worth, worth mentioning, um, Delray Books Twitter page is uh, drip-feeding info about Alphabet Squadron up to the release. It's coming out... It'll be in a big tease. In a couple weeks. Um, which, if you still have not pre-ordered, you can do that through a uh, link in our description. Uh, your purchase goes to support the show, so we would greatly appreciate it. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, basically they started with uh, the main character that we already know, but they also yesterday introduced a new character, Kairos, who's mm. another female pilot. She pilots the U-Wing. She wears a really cool mask and is apparently all broody and silent and looks cool. Ooh. I don't think, I, originally they were selling, you know, and I'm sorry, I don't, I, it's early, I don't have the notes, um, but originally the main character who we were originally introduced to, we knew was an Imperial Defector. Yeah. We figured, I love well, those. I figured 
okay, the rest are rebels, you know, true blue, you know, Boy Scout rebels, and then it's just her. She's kind of the rough and tough, bend the rules kind of. With having her and Kairos, I'm almost wondering if the whole team is made up of kind of questionable, uh, kind of like, um, you know, Suicide Squad style or um, the... Um, Oh my gosh, what's the Grey Deadpool? Um, X-Force kind yeah. of stuff, where it's like, you're not cool enough to be on the team, but we gave you your own team, just don't do anything super bad. And then everyone dies in the middle of the movie. Right. Which is the funniest <laughs> no, I hope that doesn't scene in the freaking movie. Um, here's the thing, we, have, we weren't lucky enough to get an advanced copy, so we don't know, so Aww. we're guessing. So if you got one of those and you know, and you're... Being like, hey, hey, nah, 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 nah. don't tell uh, us. We don't know. <laughs> we, so we're just taking pot shots here until we get the book because we're normal people. Keep it to yourself, uh, Greg. But yeah, I I would be really interested if it turns out the whole team's kind of not imperial defectors, but just not sassy boys, good guys like like yeah. pre Jin Urso, like, Cassian Andor's neutral, good. No chaotic good. chaotic good. Chaotic good. Like. Like, their idea of neutralizing something is probably just blowing it completely up. Yeah. You know, no prisoners kind of style. I don't know. I get that. Again. I feel that. I mean, Kairos just sounds really broody, dark, and interesting, Mm -hmm. coupled with an Imperial Defector for the lead. I'm just wondering. It would be an interesting dynamic. Yeah. I know we've said our alignment on the podcast before, but I think you're lawful good. I don't don't know. I'm the whole table, depending (laughs) on how the day goes. (laughs) Just like just some everything. days, you're chaotic evil, and that's when you, like, like that gif of Hulk Hogan riding a motorcycle down the street and someone throws a dog into a river behind him. Have you ever seen that gif? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's wild. Anyway. Yeah. Hulk Hogan is wild. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the only book news worth mentioning. So if you're not following yeah. Del Rey on, uh, well, Star Wars, Del Rey Star Wars, I think is what it yeah. is specifically. If you're not following them on Twitter, you should do that because it seems like each day... Um, they're going to be, or it could be more drip-fed, it could be slower than that, but they're going to be revealing more about the characters of Alphabet Squadron, so if you want to learn more, then, uh, follow them there. So, but that's really, that's it on book news. Um, other book news, I'm rereading House of Leaves. Okay. It's a really good book, you should read it. I'm pretty sure nobody knows what that is. It's the scariest book ever! Supposedly. Supposedly. It's been a long time since I read it. I think, I think there's just, it's weird, anyway. I think it's actual news. Existential dread. Um, so in film and TV news, this is a little special bit of news. It's not official. It's not brand n- news. Yeah, like it's one of those things where sometimes it's not news. It's just something we want to talk about, yeah. and it's on brand. It's worth mentioning. Yeah, definitely. Um, hashtag Make Solo Two Happen Day is this Thursday. Yep, it's tomorrow. May twenty. May twenty third. May twenty third. I couldn't read if that was a three or a nine. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, so started by the Resistance Broadcast Podcast. <laughs> that, that was fun to say. <laughs> uh, the hashtag Make Solo to Happen movement has been going on uh, today and tomorrow. Uh, it is the fan-appointed Solo Day. Yep. Uh, one year since the film came out and the Resistance Broadcast, us and many more are asking fans who loved the film to spread the word tomorrow with the hashtag Make Solo to Happen. This is not a petition. There's a lot of those going on right now, but this is not a petition. This is just us letting people know that we loved this movie and that we just, we want Solo 2 to happen. 
Yeah, we would... I mean, whatever that looks like. It could be a movie. It could be a show. It's, yeah. it's more just saying, we love this so much, we want more. It's not yeah. demanding anything. It's not saying that we, the fans, deserve this because blah, blah, Yeah, there you is know. no we, the fans, going on. It's just a bunch of people who loved Solo and are disappointed thinking that we might not see, you know... Alden Ehrenreich yeah. as Han again. Like, I think about... he was fantastic. Yeah, I think about that sometimes where I'm like, I don't want to live in a world where I don't see Alden Ehrenreich play Solo again. Mm-hmm. I don't want to live in a world where I don't see Donald Glover play Lando again. Like, yeah. I'd love to see that continue. I don't want um, to live in a world where I don't get to see live-action Maul again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, who knows? Uh, but uh, definitely, this is more just about celebrating what we love and saying... We would like more. Yeah. Uh, and it, it it's more of a, hey, just FYI, Disney. Not a, Disney, yeah. do this. No, so. this is in no way demanding anything of Disney, because I doubt that they would listen. Yeah. I mean, and if, and if you see anyone perpetuating that with this hashtag, yeah. that's not us. We can at least yeah. speak for ourselves. We can, I, I feel confident in speaking for Resistance Broadcast. I feel confident in speaking for several others that I see that are going to be involved with this, like Kessel Run Weekly, uh, U- um, not Utini, uh, Living Force Podcast, that, yes. which is Utini. But, yes. you know, I've seen so many people that we appreciate, have had conversations with and know um, where it's just like us. We just, we love it, we would like more, and we want Disney to know and other people to know. Yeah. Um, anyone else, it, you know, I mean, it's bound to happen. In, in the Twitterverse, that, that there's going to be demands made and all kinds yeah. of other stuff. But we are just encouraging you to join us in sharing your love of Solo. You yeah. can even um, tag us and use the hashtag and let us know your favorite part of Solo. What uh, yeah. what was your favorite thing? I guarantee we're going to get a lot of emphasis, and I love that. Yes. Uh, the return of Maul. So many, so many great things. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, Today you can start today, tomorrow, and we'll put it out there on Twitter as well. Um, join us, share your favorite things about Solo. Make sure you tag us so that mm-hmm. we can see it and use the hashtag Make Solo Two Happen. The two is a number, by the way. It also wouldn't hurt if you added Ray Park. <laughs> He's into that kind of thing, right? Uh, well, even Eunice uh, Sotamo has been using the hashtag. Yes. Um, I don't think he realized it was fan made when he used it, but uh, it, yeah, I mean, even. Eunice would, I mean, I would love to see this crew back together again. Absolutely. Um, I mean, the movie was so good. It was. It, it had it had a lot stacked against it, and but I think... Like its release date? Yes. Um, now, here's the thing. They've, at, you know, even at Star Wars Celebration, Kathleen Kennedy outright said, you know, it didn't work. We messed up, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so... They're acknowledging this was not a good release. Not that it wasn't a good movie. It wasn't a good release. They stand by their movie. As they should, because it's fantastic. It is. I would love for another Ron Howard Star Wars film. Oh, yeah. Because the atmosphere and the just great cinematography that was created, it it made me get all butterflies in my tummy. It was good. It was very nice. It was good. You turned into Stuart there for a second. (laughs) Maybe it all butterflies. I want to do it. <laughs> um, yeah, Solo's 
awesome, so share the love, make Solo 2 happen, use that hashtag, tag us, and let us know your favorite things. Yeah. Um, and, oh, go ahead. If you don't like Solo, and you're going to try to hop on the hashtag, keep your stank opinions to yourself. Blacklist <laughs> the hashtag, Here's, and just I mean, go away. You're, you're allowed to not like the movie, you're allowed exactly. to have your opinions, but... When you're actively using your opinions to attack people. Right, that's not okay. Don't do that. calling people stupid, that's not okay. Now, if you want to have an actual dialogue on what you didn't like about the movie, I mean... It, that's fine. That, there's discussions that can happen, but do I just like don't... Do it like a grown-up. And, and the same thing for people that like the movie. Don't hate on people and bash people that don't. I mean, it, it's legitimate. That's their opinion. They can like it or not, you know? Yeah. And no, no side should use their opinions to hurt other people. Exactly. Um... The only other thing worth mentioning for film and TV it happened this morning. Vanity Fair released some um, images in their latest issue uh, for Rise of Skywalker. It's just a really good shot of Rey. You've got a really good shot of Kylo. Uh, a couple of behind-the-scenes pictures. It's it's really nothing we haven't seen before, um, but it is nice if you like looking at all those pretty faces. So, <laughs> but uh, that's that's it for the news. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna have. Uh, bit of sponsor, sponsored ads, and then we'll get into our interview with Corey. Hello, Herd, and welcome to another show uh, where we get to talk to awesome people who uh, love Star Wars. And today we have Corey from the awesome site uh, Utini. Um, how are you doing, Corey? I am doing fantastic, man. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. We invite a lot of people and they don't come, so this, you know it's <laughs> nice that <laughs> it's nice that yeah. the, the circle is complete. Yeah, so. we're, we're yeah. like the, well, I, love, uh, I love going on girl. other folks' shows. I've been on a couple podcasts um, in the last couple of years, and we had the pleasure of meeting at Celebration. So um, yes, we, we did. Kind of hit it off pretty quickly, and we're like, we got we got to do a collaboration. So, um, you know, if you're listening to this, uh, I am on your show, and hopefully, we will be able to have an episode here in the next couple of weeks where you can come on our show. So, yeah, I don't think I don't think you can stop that from happening at this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, 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 we're we're, we're just invade. You know, we're gonna just invade your Star Wars life at this point. Yes, please do. Um, yeah, it was crazy because uh, yeah, it was the the podcast meetup at Celebration, which was easily the highlight of our entire celebration. Yeah, and that was a great time. It was, <laughs> and I mean, honestly, doing that the entire time would have been enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, and we started chatting, and then you mentioned that you were with Utini. Um, which is uh, something that I've used some of your resources for, like your reviews and your EU uh, timeline stuff, um, to kind of help my wife kind of get adjusted to. Because, you know, I mean, we we've shared with our listeners, but yeah, yeah, uh, Megan just wasn't into the EU. Yes. Yeah. And so, in explaining that there's this whole another <clears throat> universe of Star Wars storytelling, um, Utini was uh, instrumental in helping kind of uh, translate that. So. Uh, that just took it to a awesome. whole another level, man. Yeah, well, that's fantastic. Like uh, that meetup was super, super fun. Um, I, I'll tell you, I the meetup is what what made me realize that Utini the community building aspect that we've done at Utini is what is worth it because. Um, I had somebody recognize me at Celebration. I was handing out, like, bookmarks and stuff, like, people in line, and I, and I gave them Utini. They're like, wait, Utini, you're Corey. And I was like, oh, my God, someone <laughs> recognized me. I made like a celebrity. It was awesome. And it really felt like after the podcast meetup, probably about a third of, I mean, I just kind of went up to people and gave out business cards and introduced myself because we, we we're really trying to get into this 
um, really tight group of, of folks that is the podcasting community and the Star Wars fan community. And um, about a third of the room had they knew who we were and like, oh yeah, you guys have the timelines. Like, and I was like, that was so refreshing to hear because. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to break into uh, a fan community like this, and you know I'm sure you guys are well aware. But yeah. um, it feels like we're right on the cusp of doing great things, and we we came out of celebration super rejuvenated, and um, it was awesome. Yeah, I mean it was it was a huge encouragement um, that that moment, and I don't think we had felt not not like anybody had been kind of gatekeeping us, but it definitely didn't feel like until that point we had fully been accepted into the yeah. podcast creator community kind of thing. Yeah. And there, when people just come up and just so uh, energetically and graciously, yeah. you know, meet you. And what was so funny the entire time is Megan that night and throughout the week would come back and say, oh, these people recognized me and introduced it. I'm like, nobody recognizes me <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> it's like... Funny. My wife is the face of Nerd Herder, um, and she's That's the heart. Fantastic. So, uh, but yeah, oh, oh my gosh, that I mean, we we talked quite a bit. We did a we did our recap series of um, celebration, and I think we spent like twenty minutes just about uh, that so, yeah. that that meetup. So, yeah. yeah, and and so from that that that's given birth to this and so many other moments where we're able to uh, connect with other creators and. Um, just strengthen this community that's kind of always been there in its different pockets. Yeah. And, and that's what we wanted to do with this is, you know, we wanted to definitely put our voice out there, but also uh, create a way for others to have voice and um, the, these kind of life-changing relationships. Star Wars has always been good, uh, I think, in our personal lives and creating these amazing oh, yeah. relationships. And now having the podcast that just keeps going. So. Um, well, uh, why don't we start with, um, just a little bit about you and, and, you know, speaking of life changing moments with Star Wars, you know, what kind of brought you to Star Wars to the point that you, you have this company, you have this podcast and and so much more. Yeah. So I'm, um, I'm, uh, 25 years old. Uh, I just graduated from medical school. I am a doctor now as of last weekend. Wow. Congratulations, man. Yes. Thank you very much. Um, it's a huge honor to make it this far. Medical school, I don't recommend. Um, <laughs> check that off the things I never want to do again in my life. It was awful. Um, but I just graduated. My wife and I were about to move to Tennessee for um, my residency, so I'm going into family medicine. So I was on a – I'll start with why I started UT, and then I'll swing back around to my first introduction with Star Wars. So um, I was on my – I was studying for um, – there's this awful series of tests you have to take to become a doctor. It's called the USMLE, United States Medical Licensing Exam. And there's step one, step two, and step three. And there's three different s- stages that you have to take at different parts of your career. And step one, um, I, I used to like say that, you know, I feel I feel bad saying this because it kind of comes across as a little arrogant, but I don't feel bad saying it anymore. Step one is the hardest test on the planet. I guarantee you there is no more difficult exam than step one. It is so awful. I studied for literally 16 hours a day for six weeks straight for that exam. It was awful. Um, So, so hard. And somewhere in the middle of that, I just got really distracted with something I really love, which is Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) And that 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 tends to be a good distraction, yeah. Yes, it does. It does. And that was the summer that the Thrawn book came out. Okay. Up to that uh, point, I had kind of the first one. Uh, okay. Just 
Thrawn, the canon Thrawn book. Okay. Um, welcome Timothy Zahn back into, uh, that, you know, Yeah, that's the weird way my brain works is people talk about Thrawn, and I'm like, which, which, which Thrawn? Know, the one by Timothy Zahn. I'm like, but which one? <laughs> yeah, the one, the canon novel called Thrawn that Timothy released, I don't, I think it was 2015, 2016. Yeah, I think like so. Yeah, um, so I was studying for that, and that book came out, and I had I didn't hear that the book came out. I just saw it, and I was like, holy crap, this is kind of a big deal. I, like, follow Star Wars, and I somehow missed that this enormous novel was released. And mm-hmm. um, that was sort of an eye-opening moment for me because, like, I wanted there to be just an easy way to stay on top of the books and, and have people to talk about them with and all this stuff because um, I've been reading Star Wars books my entire life. I first got into reading them when I was in middle school. Uh, I just happened to be in a Barnes & Noble, I think, with my mom, and I was just walking around, and there was this whole huge section of books. It's just massive. If you've mm-hmm. ever seen the book section at a major big box retailer, it's crazy. There's like 200 of them. Mm-hmm. And um, I did what everybody did, and I just picked one up at random. It was Invincible by Troy Denning, which is the ninth book wow. in a nine-book series. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like way after the movies, and I remember reading that, and I was like, and I was a pretty avid reader um, in late middle school, and I was just like, who are all these characters? Luke Skywalker <laughs> is married, and they're solo children, and what the heck is happening? Like, it was so confusing. So uh, I was just completely overwhelmed. It was That's it was funny. literally the ninth book, the, the the conclusion of this enormous series. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just made me realize how big the. Uh, how big the extended universe was like there's all these characters and this super big story and it makes the movies feel like a small drop in the bucket and, yeah you know i say this all the time there's probably i don't know what the official number is probably 200 hours or so of you know video media content between the movies and the tv shows probably more than that maybe um there's got to be ten thousand hours of books and comics and graphic novels i mean it's crazy easily yeah out there. yeah so um I, I come around to the idea of like, I, I'm a problem solver and I wanted to sort of help bridge the gap between the person that's never read a Star Wars book in that gigantic shelf of mm-hmm. books at Barnes Noble because it is overwhelming. Like Star Wars is, is a really gatekeepy fandom, unfortunately. And, you know, there's just not really a great place. Outside of just reading some random blog, it's kind of hard to figure out where to even start. So that's kind of why we started Utini. We, we, we actually get, sold the books for about a year. We had a book club. Yeah. Um, you could sign up and buy the books. We would actually ship them to you. We got out of that business back in January. Um, and now we're just sort of a, I don't know what you'd really call us, maybe a expanded universe fan community that, uh, does a lot of work to try to make it easy to get into the book. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of our mission is to make the EU accessible um, and fun to explore. We're a really positive, like-minded community, and that's really what we're all about. So um, the website, utini.com, is kind of the forefront of what we do. It's uh, We've put a lot of work into the website, a lot of work. I mean, I've probably put three, 400 hours of web development into this thing, and um, it's it's really it's really great. I'm really proud of our site. We have these really cool timelines on our website. You can see where all the books fall. Mm-hmm. Um, we have cool reading guides about, like, this is the books you should probably read first and kind of, you know, jumping stones off of those books once you read those. Um, we just launched a podcast, uh, The Living Force. is an expanded universe-based podcast, which we're hoping to have you guys on in the, in the near future, where we kind yeah. of just talk about the news, we talk about book reviews, those sorts of things. Um, 
just expanded universe focused and um, it's a lot of fun. We launched a Discord community, so we have people talking. That my phone is blowing up literally all day, every day, of people in our Discord community. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah, Discord has been such a wonderful um, way of connecting with folks. Uh, it's also an overwhelming way. Um, we've we've found we're st- and and now the way my brain works, I have to be a part of your Discord. Uh, I have oh, to find a way. So it's like that's just uh, one of I think we have seven now. So it's like. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. So we have we have ours, and then we're a part of a few others from podcasting. I have a couple of uh, Star Wars gaming ones. It's it's crazy, but it is awesome, and it does let you know. I mean, you know, nothing's bigger than the Star Wars media content than the Star Wars fans. You yeah, know, that's um, really what makes it worth it. That's why we did it too. And you know, Celebration was such an eye opener that like you know, we've been focused on content. I think mostly but i was i completely changed gears i was like you know forget the content let's mm-hmm. build the timelines on the website yeah but let's like go away out of our way to connect with the fans and meet people and that's what it's all about to me yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. It's, a, it's a ton of fun um and yeah and and i see and I, and like i said we've benefited from the work that you guys um have done with utini um, and, and it really is such a great resource and I think not enough people know about it being there because we come across all the time, you know, avid Star Wars fans that mention they've read none or just a few books and, yeah. you know, we encourage them to get in and then maybe we'll check back maybe a few months later and like, Hey, did you ever pick up this book? We'll give them some recommendations and whatnot. And they're like, I, I, I just couldn't find it in the flood yeah. of everything and and right. you know and we we kind of recommend hey jump in and we don't realize how deep the pool is sometimes yeah it's really challenging i mean there's i would honestly argue probably the majority of the star wars books and comics are all right in the middle like um there's honestly a couple really great books that you should probably read first that sort of are really great stepping stones into the expanded universe as a whole but you know if you just pick one off off the shelf it's really intimidating because you might end up in the middle of a series it's hard to tell what books are even in series you can't Mm -hmm. tell when you're looking at them on the shelf um it's challenging and it's it's you know and you can struggle like a lot of us did and you know just kind of power through and read a lot of the really garbage books and <laughs> like what the heck is happening and then you know figure it out along the way but you know we yeah. want to make it easier to get into this because we want to be an inclusive community unfortunately Absolutely. the fans have been you know the fan community has taken a big hit in the last couple of years with the the, the the criticism of the last jedi got um the way kelly marie train was tweeted on or uh, treated on social media um it made us look bad man mm-hmm. and i'm like we're not like that we're not like that <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, and that's another aspect of Celebration that was so great is um, you know, I heard from so many people that are veterans of Celebrations. That was our first one. Um, Us too. And so many people said, like, hey, you know, when you get there, it really is a celebration of Star Wars. Yeah. You don't find that stuff you see everywhere yeah. else. And I was like, cool, but let, let's be honest. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be there. And and. Yeah. At no point during that time. No, it wasn't like that at all. It, Apparently, all you have to do is charge a thousand dollars. Magically, all the people that are angry are hearing you. Right. I, that you know, I, I I think someone had joked about that when they were like, "I would go, but it's so expensive," and blo- and it and went on like this tirade about how Disney's taking over the world, uh, which I don't think would necessarily be such a bad thing. But 
I was like, uh, so that's that's the financial filter we just need to put in. Just charge, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, the real fans will pay it. They will be there and they will love that's it. That's right. That's right. So what are some of your favorite EU stories and moments? Uh, we like to ask people, what's your favorite weird thing from the EU? Yeah. <laughs> weird thing. We're attracted to weird um, things. Yeah. Okay. So I have, this is not really, I think, what you're looking for in your answer, but I haven't answered this anyway. Um, so it's, <laughs> a, it's sort of a it's sort of a big joke at Utini how much the founder of Utini, Mr. Dr. Corey Helton, uh, <laughs> despises the book I Jedi. Okay, so I Jedi is a book about Corrin Horn. Uh, he's in Rogue Squadron. He's a Jedi, um, and uh, he's one of the big key pilots in uh, in Rogue Squadron. He was big in the X Wing series. I think I think that's where he was probably introduced in the X Wing series. I Jedi is an incredibly controversial book. Uh, it's entirely written in the first person from mm. Corrin Horn's point of view, so it's kind of weird, mm. and it's, it just doesn't really feel right when you're reading it. And I despise that book. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just really, really didn't like it, and. Um, one one day, uh, our entire we have a huge team at Utini, about thirty people ish. It's really really big. There's a lot of folks behind the scenes. Yeah, it's crazy how many people are volunteers and are writers and content developers, podcast people. It's fantastic. Like I mean, I, I I have my hands sort of in everything, but we have an amazing, incredibly talented team that really does a lot of great stuff. Um, and uh, we have a big we have a Slack channel. That's how we communicate. Mm-hmm. And I forget what the event was, but there was some, I was at some kind of event, and I had a little bit too much to drink, and I went on a really big rant. Never, never talk about thought. Star Wars drunk. Oh gosh, oh, it's <laughs> terrible. I went on a big rant about how much I hated uh, how much I hated I Jedi, and it, was, <laughs> and it is like way too big of a joke now. How much Corey hates I Jedi. Um, a buddy of mine, one of the guys on the team, Rick, he sent me a copy of the. Um, he had a buddy buy him two copies of the special Throne Alliances edition from mm-hmm. the Denver Comic Con or whatever. It's got this cool Anakin thing on the cover. Yeah. It's really neat. Uh, he sent it to me, and <laughs> I opened it up, and it was a cover of I Jedi. It was wrapped around the book. <laughs> oh my That's perfect. Like, I was like, Rick, he, he's like hyped this up. He's going to send me this great book, and this jerk, this douchebag, man, he sent me I Jedi instead. I was so mad. And I was like, <laughs> He had played a joke. He had, a, he had bought a copy of I, Jedi and like professionally printed it and made a dust jacket for the book that went around it. It was actually still Thorn Alliances underneath it. Yeah, but that, um, that's but commitment. Just, yeah, it's commitment. Um, I, Jedi, it's, a lot of people love it. Don't listen to me. A lot of people love the book. A lot of people love Cornhorn. Um, it's just been a big joke how much I can't stand it. But it is a weird book because it's written in the first person. It's really awkward. It's really inside his head and talks about stuff from his point of view and he comes across really kind of whiny about a lot of stuff it's just mm-hmm. kind of weird it's like the thoughts that you have that you really shouldn't speak out loud it's pretty right. much all of those for an entire book <laughs> it, well it's it's a good example how not everything is for everyone I, yeah, you course. know right. yeah. um, I get harped on a lot and criticized a lot because I didn't like the uh, the new Jedi Order stuff the use on Vaal I, I, I have Controversial opinion from Corey. I have never finished that series. Re- oh I've gosh, probably a hundred and fifty books, and I've never read the entire Jedi Warrior series. I've only read the first two. Yeah, I I don't I did it under the pressure. I was a part of um, you know me and my friends we kind of stuck close together, um, and we loved pretty much everything equally when it came to like Star Wars and stuff. But that was one of those things where it's like everybody was talking about it. I I tried, and yeah. so. 
out of pressure i read i read them and yeah those were those were no, paint it's not it's not a bad or negative thing to say that there are stuff that a lot of people dislike in the expanded universe. That's the glory of it. Is it's so huge. There's so, there's something for everybody yeah. in view. And I think a, a mistake that a lot of people make is they try to read in specific, really strict orders, like a chronological order or in publishing order, and then they come across stuff that was not big hits even when it was released and it makes them quit, and they're like, oh, gosh, I'm not going to read this whole 19-book New Jedi Order series. I'm just going to quit reading Star Wars books, and they get burned out, and they don't want to read anymore. And, you know, without having someone that kind of knows what's good and what's not, I mean, you know, it's kind of hard to, to navigate. And that's why we started UT in the first place, is to help people figure out what's worth reading if they've never done it and um, yeah. that sort of thing. Well, because, I mean, there's there's room for allowing people to discover you know, and have the freedom to explore, but with with so much, it's the likelihood of them picking up not necessarily bad fruit, but just not what they were in the mood yeah. for is yeah. very easy, and it's one of those things, like, for instance, I, I'm the type of person, if, if something I don't like is found in my food, I can't eat the rest of the food. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it, it, it just shuts everything off, and, and our, a lot of people have that same personality type with uh, media and books and content of that sort where it's just like, you know, I went out, ordered something random off the menu at a place I've never been, and right. there was something I didn't like, and I just can't bring myself yep. to try anything else. Right. And there's a lot of ways to organize the books. Right? You have eras, you have authors, you have characters, you have expanded universe exclusive characters, such as Mara Jade and places people yeah. like that. So there's a lot of ways to sort of break down the information, you know, and it makes it hard to you know, to find stuff you like or don't like. And, you know, you might decide you didn't like Horn Horn because you read I, Jedi. And like, <laughs> well, he's in a whole X-Wing series. He's a great character in that. So it doesn't right. make Horn Horn a terrible character. So, yeah. Yeah, I, and and I find that I tend to like and attach to the weirder stuff. You know, like I said, we're, we're kind of attracted to that. And um, we tend to... I, I, I Well, I tend... I, I've had more of that, but I tend to appreciate yeah. that more. Like... I liked the, with, you know, Master and Apprentice recently coming out, um, I, I made me go back and look back at the, I can't remember exactly uh, what it's called, but there was like, I want to say seven or eight books, and it was about uh, Qui-Gon's previous apprentice before Obi-Wan, who fell to the dark side, became Darth Sanatos. It's uh, not ringing bells. Is it a... Is it a kids series? Uh, I, I think it's young reader, definitely. But yeah, okay, it's it's the Jedi Apprentice series. I bet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that it? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's like twenty of those books. It's funny you brought you bring up the Jedi Apprentice series. One of the guys on our team did a full read of all of them before going into Jedi to going into Master and Apprentice, and he just got a guide. I think it's about to be published on our site about that whole series, actually. So I, that one was fun for me. I yeah. like because um, I remember. I'd gotten them as a gift. It was um, the first three young young reader novelizations of the prequels. So it was episode one, two, and three. And then I think I only got like five or six books from The Apprentice. And it was like okay. some... I yeah. don't know if, if they're it small. was... They're small. I mean, they're like... They're probably yeah, they're, 150 pages maybe, if even that. They're not hard reads at all. Yeah. Um, and so... And I remember going and finding more of them. I don't think I ever did finish it, but... Um, it was it was interesting, and I know a lot of people. It was just, it was weird, you know. But yeah, yeah, that's a great series. The Jedi Apprentice series is funny enough. is a, is a pretty 
a lot of folks that are in our generation that were not like the original Star Wars fans, like that was sort of their journey into the EU actually was the Jedi Apprentice series for some mm-hmm. reason. I don't know if it was marketed correctly or kind of how it, how it worked, but I mean, there's a lot of guys on our team that started with that, those books, funny enough. So I don't know what it is. I didn't, I didn't end up starting with them, you know, but I wish it would have. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember that. I mean, that was some of some of my first books. I remember I did have the heir to the empire um, and I did have Rogue Squadron, um, yeah. but the the rest of my shelf I think was Jedi Apprentice, and, you know, nice. and and such, and yeah, I mean, it's good. I remember there was a time that my uh, library actually at school, um, you used to be able, to, you had one mandatory book each week, and then you could get, um, you could pick up your own. Oh yeah. And there actually used to be Jedi Apprentice books really? in my school library, and That's I used nice. to I used to always just get those. <laughs> Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and I will say, uh, my entire foray into the EU has been specifically, you know, the tales from uh, uh, fill in the blank. It's like tales from yeah, basically uh, tales of the bounty hunter. You know, tales from Jabba's palace. Tales of the Empire. Yeah. Exactly. Tales like, from Jabba's palace. There's a bunch of those. I love that one. I but yeah. I will say that tales of the bounty hunter is definitely my favorite because it gave me nice. my love of IG88. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I re- yeah I like. It, you know, we. You I mean, me it's alone. not new, but we, yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> like, we both liked Star Wars. You liked Star Wars, and then I can't remember why it was my book. Yes. By the way, I love to yes. remind people that <laughs> she 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 took my book, uh, Tale, Tales of uh, Tales of the Bounty Hunters. Yep. And for some reason, and then yeah, uh, my phone's blowing up. She's texting me about like, I, why didn't you tell me about? such and such with Greedo, or this and that nice. and the other, and it's just like, this whole new world had been unlocked, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then I just couldn't stop her. <laughs> exactly. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's perfect, and those those kind, kinds of books like that are honestly my favorite way to get people into Star Wars books, because it's Definitely. way less intimidating to pick those independent, standalone books up like that, um, than just kind of picking up the ninth book in a series like I did, right? Yeah, and I w- and I wish you know they kind of started it and I mean it even still is considered volume one. There was tales from Mos tales from far far away actually I think is what it was, but it was like characters from Mos Kanata's castle, mm-hmm. um, and that was released yeah, yeah. leading up to yeah. uh, the Force Awakens, and it was released as volume one, but mm-hmm. volume yeah. two never never yeah, came. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I, I love anthology stuff, and I think that's mm-hmm. so Star Wars because it's never focused on the characters you think it's going to be focused on. It's yeah. not uh, typically on the main heroes who we already have stories for. It's usually the yeah. other characters that you're left, huh, who, who's that? What's their what's yeah. their thing? And those are my favorite stories, too, are the people that have sort of subtle roles in the films or in the adventures they go on. There's a lot of really, really great characters that are behind the scenes Dengar is fantastic I think oh, does, yeah. he have a, does he have a short story in, um, yeah, in it's, the yeah it's, it's all the executor bounty hunters so it's yeah. it's uh, Dengar Zuckus and Forlom uh, Bosk yeah. And, and yeah yeah um, and then you know and, and that led to so many other great stories where they were intertwined like Dengar right. and Boba were like you know buddy cop books back in the day like yeah. I mean they they went on adventure after adventure together it was crazy yeah. um but Boba was a good gateway for me. I, I know I picked up a lot of books because of Boba Fett. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was I was that yeah. kid. Yeah. 
Boba Fett is one of my favorite characters as well. And um, when they brought him into the, um, I'm not sure if you've read read the Legacy series. It's it's uh, I think it's it's called. Uh, oh man, what's that? I think it's just maybe it's just called the Legacy. It's series. the one with uh, Kate Skywalker, right? Or I'm thinking something different. Yeah, Darth Cadis. Darth Cadis. Yeah, Jason Solo yeah. becomes Darth Cadis. Oh, okay, yes. there you go. That series. Yes, yeah, just that series, and that's that was my first gigantic anthology that I read, and it holds a very special place in my heart. And um, he, Boba Fett, has a sort of a subtle role in, in I, that. I love. I, I call him Papa Boba in that because he's such a dad there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I thought that was such a wonderful way to take his character at that point in his life. I mean, after so many years and so many yeah. stories, um, to kind of have him take the mentor role and especially right. who he was mentoring. Yeah. Um, right. There's so much cool Boba stuff in that too. Like he, he's, you know, not to give any major plot spoilers, obviously, if you're going to go read those books, but, uh, he's dealing with the fact that he was a clone and like in legends, um, even though he was supposed to be a quote-unquote unaltered clone, like he wasn't, and there was still some sorts of effects of, of the clones and stuff. So he's dealing with this whole, how do I outlive the aging process thing, mm-hmm. because that's still affecting him and stuff. And that, that's a super cool um, story arc, and it's really neat to see. I mean, the Legacy series has all of Star Wars in it. I mean, honestly, yeah. I, would, I would argue that it might be hard to read that series if you've not read a decent number of books and definitely seen all the films a bunch of times because it's just so rich there's so it much is, character yeah. stuff in that, in that series there there there's always a lot going on with that and and that is what makes it great as well but it's also it is it can be overwhelming but right. um because there's so many pockets of stories going on with that but um yeah the the expanse that it gives mandalorian politics and culture yeah. it's just and and that's that's where my, you know, love of Mandalorians came from is a lot of the Boba Fett stuff where he started to take yeah. some of that heritage back. And that's what right. hurts every time people like to remind me that so far in canon, yeah. uh, he's they're not Mandalorian, but he is in my yeah. heart. <laughs> yeah. Um, so another great and recent release, uh, we got Jedi Lost, Count Dooku's story. Mm-hmm. And I know that we loved it, definitely. We got to talk to Kevin a little bit about it. Um, what did you think of it? I loved Dooku Jedi Loss. Um, yeah. We actually, uh, they were kind enough to send us an early copy of it, and we got to digest it really quickly. Um, that was fantastic, man. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Like, that. We've, we've not got anything like that. It was very reminiscent of the old uh, radio dramas, if you ever heard those. Yeah. Um, if a lot of folks have not heard of those, surprisingly, I don't know if they're on YouTube or where you can find them, but they were these sort of like, it's kind of like they took novelizations of the films and then voice acted them. So it's kind of like a different reality, <laughs> mm-hmm. but still the movies and stuff, and they're very, very good. Um, so the Dooku Jedi Lost, for the less informed, um, is a first time they've done a full-length audio drama. I think there was a cast of like 30 people that mm-hmm. were voice actors in the book. Um, 
and uh, it was fantastic. I loved it. Uh, apparently, they sat around like tables and like mm-hmm. recorded it in one room together, like they do the animated series and stuff. And I, I was a big fan of it. Some of the voices took some getting used to, uh, and I know that's going to be a complaint. Unfortunately, from a lot of people, they're going to be they're going to be like, "Why is Qui Gon Jinn so Irish?" I'm like, <laughs> look at See, it. It's a different reality. Just yeah, look at it like that. Our man. thing, our thing wasn't that he was so Irish. It's that he sounded fifty. Yeah. What was probably age twelve. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember when he first shows up, and and I thought it's a spot on Qui Gon impression. It I is. think, but it's it's also f- just forgetting the fact that he's a child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is hard to the it's sort of like that was my only minor complaint from the book is that there's a there's sort of a, a fast jump between when Qui Gon is a kid to when he's an, like almost an adult, and mm-hmm. it's like. It's really fast, and if you're not paying attention, it, it'll take you a few minutes to yeah. sort of get get back into the story. Um, but yeah, I love Qui Gon was a great character. My favorite part about that book is how much and Master and Apprentice. I mean, they're kind of the very similar yeah. styles. Um, we got so much cool, like you know, Padawan Apprentice training at the Jedi Temple, and I love that stuff. That was yeah. so great. All this behind the scenes stuff and like. Um, the, the dojos that they practice in and mm-hmm. like hearing their interactions with masters and it's, it was really cool. I love that stuff. Yeah. Well, and that was what, that was my biggest appreciation for master and apprentice and coming back, you know, with do, du- I mean, they're so interconnected, like you said, but, um, I got what I expected to get. We liked what we expected to like, but then yeah. of course in Star Wars fashion, they give you 10 other things you didn't expect yeah. them to do or th- really even think that you wanted Mm -hmm. um you know like with master and apprentice kind of delving into prophecies and 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 so forth um revealing a new uh uh well not a new but another apprentice uh prior to qui-gon uh who is now you know sam elliott in space it's like yeah (laughs) (laughs) real Everoth is such a great character he is give me more real Everoth. it has to have he dominates Every time, every every time he's on, and it's not even forced. It's just that his character is so yeah. gravitational. Like you're just drawn to uh, what he's saying, what he's doing, and yeah. and you almost trick yourself into thinking, oh, he's the he's the main character now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Rail's a great character. He reminds me a lot of um, I can uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Quinlan Voss. He reminds yeah. me a lot of Quinlan Voss from the Clone Wars, and I would love to see something with those two guys teaming up because they're kind of similar. Hmm? Yeah, you had a John had a similar thought to that. Yeah, I I mean I I at first before I got to know Rail when when some of his personality type came up, I was like, why didn't they just use Quinlan Boss? And now I'm glad they didn't because of how many more stories I think are available to Rail. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And I think with Quinlan Boss, it would have been a little superficial because it would have just been, oh, I'm loosey-goosey with the Jedi rules, but whereas with Rail, there's a lot more depth to why he's the way he is and the views that he has, um, yeah. and it's such an interesting character commentary, too, um, on yeah. uh, the legacy of a teacher uh, and the impact that has, but also the legacy of the Jedi and um, sort of the impact that their strictness um, and yeah. structure has. It. I want to know... Now, both of them are great characters, and I, I think they're the kind of characters that need to lead some Star Wars stories in the near future yeah. because th- they're so different. Yeah, yeah. 
Totally. Um, so, but with, um, so with Master and Apprentice as well, um, certainly that kind of pushed boundaries, I think, it, I, it's a little bit of a different story. Uh, a little bit of a harder read, I guess, for some is, is what I've heard. Did you have any kind of problems digesting that story? I did not, um, I, I plowed through Master and Apprentice, um, we, cause we just came out of, uh, we just came out of Queen Shadow and, um, Queen Shadow's got some controversy surrounding it right now too. It's, uh, it was loved by people and it was hated by people. So like it's, you have big both sides of the fence. Did you guys read Queen Shadow? Yeah. Um, How'd you, how, how did you guys feel about it? We were sort of middle of the road. I think our, the average we gave it was, I think a six was the score that we officially gave it as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, well, we don't have a number rating system, but I think we, we enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd say if it went to a number, it would probably be seven and a half or eight. Mm-hmm. It was a real, it was a really That's good fair. story. Uh, I think kind of like with Master and Apprentice, we liked it not for what was advertised as the main thing. Like with going in with Master and Apprentice, you expect a lot of Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, and there is some of that, but the, the lens is much wider than that. And, yeah. it, and it's when you get into that, um, those adjacent stories that I think we were just going through and really taking in. Uh, and yeah. I, I think it's the same with the characters that surrounded Padme with Queen Shadow. I thought those relationships and those character developments were much more interesting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I totally agree. And that's what, that was definitely what we thought, too, was that all the handmaiden stuff was fantastic and, mm-hmm. um, you know... And we, we enjoyed it. We, we liked it in general. Most of us did like it. There were a couple of sort of tedious aspects that we didn't like a little bit about Queen Shadow, and I don't have to go into that. But um, coming out of, you know, I kind of got distracted there. Coming mm-hmm. out of Queen Shadow, going into a Master and Apprentice um, was a pretty big jump. Um, Claudia Gray is kind of a superstar in, in canon. Stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, everything that she touches is very, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's, she's got debatably some of the best stuff in um, maybe the best stuff in, in the new canon stuff. Claudia Gray's an excellent, excellent writer. She's a really great storyteller. Um, I finished Master and Apprentice in two sittings. Like, I read it uh, a couple hours one night, and then the next night I started at, like, 9 p.m., didn't put it down until, like, 3 in the morning. Like, mm-hmm. I could not put the book down. And um, I never do that. It's super rare for me to do that. Like, um, and I came out of it, 10 out of 10. This is the greatest book yeah. I've ever read in my life. Um, I absolutely loved it. I devoured it really fast. I immediately listened to about half the audiobook with my wife like the next day after reading it too. So I, I really loved it. Um, I think if I were to adjust it, I would give it like a 9.5 or something. I was trying to see what our team officially gave it. I think we gave it like a, I think it's got a 9.7 average, which is very high. It's one of the top ones. Um, yeah. And I read, I read the, um, gosh, I can't remember, uh, who wrote that, but I read, I read his, um, review. On your oh, site. Uh, yeah, that was Eric. Eric, Eric I wanted to 9, say 9.3. That's what we've got at right now. So yeah, I mean... Um, it's, it's here. It's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. It's number 5 on the top books we've ever reviewed. Wow. Uh, yeah. What's number 1? Uh, number 1 is the Revenge of the Sith novelization. With yes! The six. Yeah. I love that. I, I love it that. Um, but yeah, uh, Master and Apprentice, I, I, I don't know... I, I, I generally put it up to it was just hitting and telling the stories that I didn't know I wanted yeah. um, the most is why I loved it so much. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, we talked. We had a we have a really great two part review, or just the three of us, me, Eric, and Charles, on our podcast walk through basically the whole book, and we do a pretty thorough review of it, I think. And um, one of the things that we all really agreed on is like we didn't really like Qui Gon before uh, reading Master and Apprentice. Like he's kind of a wasted character in the Phantom Menace. He doesn't have a lot of he has a lot of cool quotes and insightful things to say, but. He just doesn't come across as a really great master, I don't think, in, in The Phantom Menace. And mm-hmm. this book really does a great job. Claudia did a fantastic job of getting in his head. And, yeah. like, like this is why he is the way he is, and it's true to his character, and it was done really, really well. Um, Obi-Wan was a fantastic character in the book as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Claudia nailed Obi-Wan, and the way that they interact was fantastic. Yeah, well, and and I think it's because she was able to characterize them so well that the conflict felt so natural. Um, Because I remember when we first got the synopsis, it was a bit weird, like, oh, okay, they're not going to be getting along. That's interesting. Did did you guys see the excerpt that they released about two weeks before it was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that blew my mind, and uh, that's... Because of the conflict that it introduced, because of... Qui-Gon getting offered the seat. I'm just going to go ahead and say that that happened because that was pretty well out there because of the yeah. excerpt and everything. Um, it kept leading up to being one of these things where it's just like, I I was very unsure before yeah. actually reading because it seemed like it was, it was going towards beats that were like, this sounds interesting, but it doesn't sound yeah. like it works. Right. But then you get yeah, the book and it, and it, 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 it all, it's all copacetic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and Claudia did a really great job of sort of telling the story that Master and Apprentice, the title is Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, but it's also all of the Masters and Apprentices. Right. Like it's, the book is, is as much about the concept of a Master and Apprentice as it is about just those two characters. And um, there was a lot of really great, rich storytelling in that. Like The story between Rail and his Padawan was fantastic. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's a lot of really deep, rich stuff, and we're, we're so close to the to the reveal date. I'm, I really don't want to ruin too much stuff. You haven't read it yet, but I mean, we're about a month out, so yeah. get on it. You haven't read it yet. I keep I keep pushing that because yeah, and 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 that was what was so nice is I think that was something too that I had to change my mind on is this is not a Qui Gon and Obi Wan book. Uh, yeah. You know, there's certainly a vessel for w- that the story passes through, uh, and right. they're one perspective, but. It, you know, Master and Apprentice offered so many more, especially um, Dooku and his Padawans. And, and, and like you said, I loved Rail's story. Uh, I loved the tragedy of it and why it it also lends itself to a little bit of why he is the way he is. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, it's just, it's a lot about legacy. Uh, yeah, and, and sure. it's It's good stuff, for sure. You mentioned um, the journey to the Rise of Skywalker stuff. Yes, that was yeah. a, that was a bomb drop on us uh, last weekend. Uh, we were both out of town, and all of a sudden, everybody's tweeting about it um, and and whatnot. What what did you think about uh, some of the book announcements? Obviously, some are lower levels of interest, but others. Right. Okay, so the the journey we call it the journey series. The journey series they That's have so much simpler. done this. Yeah, the journey. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it's actually called that, but we have just we, that, we no. We're we're totally time. adopting that because we we trip over it every time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in, in general, the journey series is a group of books that they always release leading up to a film. They started doing it with the uh, with the um, 
the force awakens um then they did it to the last jedi and now they're doing it obviously to the rise of skywalker um there's been a lot of really great books released in journey series in the past uh we got lost stars was claudia gray's sort of introduction to um to star wars and is colloquially my uh, quote-unquote favorite book of all time uh, <laughs> i remember lost we stars. talked to, i remember we yeah. talked about that at celebration yeah, Lost Stars is amazing. Um, if, if you've never read a Star Wars book, that's the one you should pick up first. Like, I, I, I recommend it. It, it is. Fan- have you checked out the uh, manga adaptation? Yeah, I have a copy of it. I haven't read it yet, but I have the whole series. It's just, I have the first two. I, maybe. I don't have the second one. I mean, the second one's not out yet, but I can't keep track of what I have when I don't have. Yeah. Um, but it- yeah. Um, so yeah, Lost Stars was Journey to the Force Awakens. Uh, we also got Phasma was the big novel leading up to the Last Jedi, and Phasma is a great novel as well. Yes. Um, and so they, they in the Journey series, they typically announce one adult book, one young adult book, some kids books, and like everything from like story, like bedtime story size golden books to like pop up books to like sort of the junior novel stuff, like Cobalt Squadron. I think was a Journey series book. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like a big. Um, what, what do you call that? Like a marketing I scheme campaign pyramid. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. It's kind of a marketing <laughs> campaign leading up to the leading up to a film. Um, and it's and, literally aimed at everyone. <clears throat> yeah, literally aimed at everyone. So you get you get a little bit of every age group. So the big stuff that that most you know folks like us that are reading all the books are interested in is the is the big adult novel and the big young adult novel. And we got one of each of those. Um, the adult novel is called Resistance Reborn. Um. Uh, the cover is amazing. Oh, it's got, uh, I love their obsession with yellow and orange recently. Yeah. That seems to be in, yeah. a, in a lot of stuff, but it it, yeah, it works. Squadron has got an orange cover as well. Yeah. Which is um, yeah, a lot of orange stuff. Black Spire. I'm looking at the covers right now. Crash of Fate is also kind of orangey. So, yeah, you're right. Um, but, yeah, Resistance Reborn, it, it's got all the major characters on the cover, which is very interesting to me. And yeah. It sounds like... It sounds like, I hope I'm not let down by this, but it sounds like the book could be a direct prequel to The Rise of Skywalker, which they generally okay. do not do with these books. I mean, Lost yeah. Stars is a novel, like nothing to do with The Force Awakens. Phasma is Phasma's origin story, loosely to do with, you know, The Last Jedi, but this looks like, it's called Resistance Reborn. Like, it sounds like it's going to pick up where The Last Jedi left, which is kind of a big deal for a, for a book. Yeah, well, and um, what's interesting, like you said, is that it, it seems to encapsulate everyone, whereas a few of the others, it's kind of the, these pocket teams. You see, you have one with Ray, you have one with Finn and Poe, um, and I think there's even uh, one where it's like Ray, BB-8, and, and um, Rose, I can't remember. Uh, it's interesting that where you interpret it on the timeline, though, because we were thinking this is sort of closer to where uh, the Poe Dameron comic series ends. Um, not quite immediately after Last Jedi, but pretty pretty close. Sure. Um, I think the most exciting thing is that it's everyone together. I think yeah. that's right. storytelling that hasn't really been there. No, uh, the story group has not really let anyone touch the major characters. And maybe I'm hoping that now that the now that the trilogy is concluding that we're going to get more stuff in, in, in the expanded universe about Rey and about Finn. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and that's something we talked about on our recent episode was just like, you know, just because the, the saga has an end doesn't mean that there's an end to storytelling within those realms and those brackets. Right. 
Um, especially since with the sequel trilogy, there's still so much untouched time. Yeah, yeah. Both of the both of the authors for um, both the adult and young adult books are new as well to Star Wars. Uh, Rebecca Roundhouse or something. Round, Roadhouse. I can't see it. In the Roadhouse. <laughs> Roadhouse. That's yeah. a good movie. I think it says Roadhouse, isn't it? Yes. Roan. Roanhouse. Okay. Roanhouse. I can't see the text. Rebecca Roanhouse. It's Roan not as Horse. cool. Jesus. I can't see <laughs> Rebecca Roan Horse. R-O-A-N-H-O-R-S-E. I think Roan we said Roanhouse, too. Uh, I don't know. We definitely did at one I'm going to call her Rebecca Roadhouse, and I, don't, I hope she doesn't mind. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Kevin Bacon. Sure great movie. Totally that is cool not Kevin that. Bacon. That is Kurt Russell, <laughs> my friend. Are you sure? That is Kurt Russell, my friend. Google it, fool. Okay, well, we'll have to we'll have to debate that on another podcast. But uh, yeah. she's an award-winning author. I don't know anything by her. Um, no, no, any of our team has read anything by her, but um, she's won some awards and stuff. So I'm very I'm always interested to see new authors come into the yeah. Into that that was a big thing in that list, just because of I I love all of our common authors. Um, you know, Claudia Gray, Delilah Dawson, Kevin Scott, now again, Timothy Zahn's back as, you know, kind of the veteran and everything. I love all of them. I love all of the work that they, they do. Um, I, I'm big, though, on just because I love someone, I don't want to see them being solely responsible for a certain voice in the Star Wars media yeah. content. I, I love for other people, especially of other interests and backgrounds, being able to kind of grab onto Star Wars and, and, and tell their stories, for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, so Resistance Reborn, that's the adult novel. The young adult novel is uh, Force Collector by Kevin Shinnick. Um, this looks like kind of what traditionally is a Journey series book. Kind of disconnected. Yeah, it's new. It's nothing to do with the movies, I don't think. Um, very interested to see what this book is all about. I personally, young adult books so far, have a better track record, honestly, I think, than the adult books doing canon stuff. So. I, I, I agree. Um, yeah, my my thought, my probably not real thought, I was thinking he might be someone like Quinlan who can kind of read objects with the Force. Oh, that would be sweet. Um, he, the cover, he's got a, a sweet pack full. It's got a holocron in there. A yeah. The little sphere thing. Uh-huh. The, the, yeah, the little the training bot. So I, I was thinking, what if he's like, he's just following these items, they're leading, the force is leading him to something, you know, but, yeah. or he could just be a kid in the junk. I mean, that's, that's, I got, that's I, cool. I'm not going to lie, man. I got really excited when I saw that lightsaber. At first glance, I thought it was Luke's lightsaber. I was like, are we going to get the story? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been perfect. It? No, it's not. No. It's not it. I, I thought it actually looked a little similar at glance to the one that, that shows up in, um... Jedi Fallen Order, the the, yeah, the, the new trailer. video game. That was that was everybody's big second thought. I, I put it on side by side though. I don't think that's it either. It might be, but I don't think so. We're such it nerds. Kinda looks like, it kind of looks like the kid too. It looks like the actor. Yeah, that's what I'm like. I I don't know. It, Surely not. No. It, they would have they would have marketed it as a book about the game. If that right. Had the game. It would have been called Fallen Order Force Collector or something like that. <laughs> All the semicolons. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah, they've been into semicolons a lot. Like you got Jedi Fallen Order, you got Dooku, Jedi Lost. Been very yeah. into semicolons recently. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, and then uh, and then um, speaking of colons, you know, there was the whole colon crystal thing in National. Oh Rangers. yes. <laughs> 
we we realized on air when we were recording the episode. I'm I'm a physician. One of the co-hosts is also a doctor, and it did not even occur to us that they were called colon crystals. We got so tickled about that when we recorded that episode. Like, <laughs> oh man, this book is really kind of gross. It's got this gross thing in it, colon crystals. Yeah, and that was an interesting thing to introduce as well. That was. Uh... It's kind of like when they were introduced, um, I think it's cortosis, like the yeah, lights, yeah. lightsaber resistant metal. Uh-huh. Um, it's one of those things where it's just like, oh, that's just been existing forever and all of a sudden is used, been then forgotten about. <laughs> Immediately. Right, right. So, but uh, yeah, we're excited for, um, we've loved quite a bit of the Journey series um, in the past. So right. I, I think this does kind of promised some some heavy hitters it, it seems like with the win with yeah. the list um right they look good november 12th and november 19th is the dates on those two so they come out a week apart um that's about the same time the mandalorian comes that, out too, so well be and so busy. and jedi fought so that that whole oh, week has something i'm just gonna have to quit work be like, <laughs> I'm sorry, i can't see patients anymore i'm gonna just i can't do anything as a star wars right week. that it's going to be uh yeah vacation week for us because i mean i'm pretty sure it's like uh, I think the eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth. It feels like it's like every day of that week is dominated yeah. by Star Wars. Something Star Wars. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's going to be uh, interesting, uh, and covering that's definitely going to be interesting. Um, yeah, I think we're just going to have to commit to like a significant delay on everything. Like, right. <laughs> because I mean. You know, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna. I do like that about about Utini's because we're expanded universe focused. We can more or less ignore <laughs> the film, more or less ignore the games because that lore is important. But um, it's it's we focus on media that allows us to sort of take our time. It takes yeah. people a while to read the books usually, right? So like, we're not trying to pump out a review the day it's released or anything like that. So. Oh yeah, well, and that's something we've kind of reconciled ourselves because when uh, it was with with Green Shadow and with Master Apprentice, we did like a two week delay. And that was kind of with stuff going on for us personally, but at the same time, it was like, why are we rushing? No one's finished this yet. Oh, no normal we, person. <laughs> yeah, and, and we're trying to, I mean, yeah, and we're trying to make Star Wars accessible for the average person anyway that you know, that reads a couple chapters a night of the book that's on their nightstand and not, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there, there's, we want you to join the cult, all the crazy people <laughs> like us who are like going to inhale everything. Drink the blue milk. Drink the milk. Uh, like, we're, yeah, we want you to join us, but like, I realize that a lot of folks are not, you know, like that. We want working adults to be able to enjoy Star Wars books. So, definitely. Um, you know, I, I agree. Uh, there's a lot of folks out there that are producing really great com- content that's being pumped out within a couple of hours and things being released, and more power to them. If that's what you're looking for, then, you know, that's not us. So, yeah. Well, and then you can go take those in and then come back to us. We'll probably yeah, have something absolutely. out by then. That's the <laughs> everyone in this fandom and I love exactly. that about the community is that everybody has got their own little thing so it's fantastic definitely uh, well it looks like we're coming to the end of our time Corey uh, though it has been a lot of fun mm-hmm. um, for our listeners who may not uh, be connected to Utini and, and you guys uh, where can they find you on the interwebs yeah sure sure so uh, you can follow me directly on Twitter if you want to I am DocStarWarsMD because of Clever. <laughs> yes, um, find me on Twitter. Uh, as far as Utini goes, we're on Twitter as uh, at Utini underscore US. Um, our website is utini.com. It's Y O U T I N I. 
a lot of times people have trouble with that. Um, find us online. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Discord. Find us all. But if you really need to get everything, it's all in one place. It's all on our website, Sydney.com. Um, there's lots of great stuff there. I uh, highly encourage you to check out the timelines. We're about to launch the Utini Bookshelf version 3.0. Uh, that is a book tracking system. So you can go in and create your account and like check off all the books that you own and don't own or have read. Um, and we're really excited that's coming out pretty soon. We're also gearing up to add all the comics and graphic novels to our site. So awesome. Add, which, which is a big project. There's about 600 of those. Yeah. On our site right now. Wow. So, yeah. Um, check us out. Uh, we'd love to have you as part of our community. We're always looking for folks to meet and hang out with and, you know, further integrate Star Wars into our lives. There you go. Uh, it, it's slowly taking over, if not already. Um, but yeah, definitely uh, go check out Corey, uh, our friend there, and uh, his awesome team and the work that they do. Uh, but in the meantime, guys, may the Force be with you. That was a great interview. It was. I had a lot of fun. Sip. Sip. Uh, <laughs> me too. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, we're, we're very thankful for their relationships uh, that it's created, both with Corey uh, with Eric, with Charles, uh, with yeah. Utini, Living Force Pod, um, friends yeah. of the show, hashtag, you know, hashtag they, friends of the show. Yes. Also, <laughs> follow Eric on Twitter. He's yeah, very Eric's funny. hilarious. He's also got a cool jacket, and I'm kind of jealous. Does. I want him oh. to come to the celebration next year so I can steal it. <laughs> well, I've thought about it like all the time. You know how Sam Witwer has one jacket, right? And he wears it everywhere. Yeah. I've thought about before, like, how could I steal that jacket, <laughs> or how can I get that jacket? Somewhere? Right. Because I've never been able to find it. Yeah. It's a really cool jacket. It is. If if it's not custom, I don't, I don't know. It must have been know. very very rare. Yeah. It's it's a mall jacket. I mean, that's it the is. only reason I want it. Yeah. So, this week we have. One question. Multiple yeah, we, answers. Yeah, we asked you guys a questions. Uh, you loved it, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys blew up our notifications for this one, so... I'm still getting notifications on this post. Yeah, so here's the thing. We're recording the day of. Yeah. Um, so we're going to try and get as many. Uh, we literally just got a couple more. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So we're going to try and get everybody in. Um, since it's still, since we only asked the one question, but if we don't mention you, uh, we did leave your response. We respond to everybody on Twitter. Uh, that's the thing. So we did respond to you there, uh, and would love to keep the conversation going about these love of books. So I'm, I'm, I'm just really glad to see a lot mm-hmm. of love for a lot of Star Wars books, Legends, Canton, all of it equally. I, it's just, it's really nice. Yeah. So, um. It's all great. Yeah, we'll keep the conversation going as long as you want, but. Uh, we will mention who we got so far for uh, for this. Yes. So this week we asked you guys, what is your favorite Star Wars book currently or of all time? Yes. Um, sorry, I cracked my knuckles. You're not sorry. You do it all the time. You're heathen. Yeah, but it's the um, actual doctor. Your fingers are going to fall off one day. Um, Metal Mando, uh, said by far his favorite, uh, all time is, uh, Plagueis, Darth Plagueis by James Luceno. Um, Royal Farm Boy seconded that one. Uh, we get, we got a lot of Plagueis on this one. Um, Rick Villanueva, uh, said currently Lost Stars, but all time, uh, is Path of Destruction, (laughs) part of the Darth Bane trilogy. Uh, also an excellent one. Scare Scuttlebutt Podcast also said Path of Destruction, with Plagueis being a close second, uh, with an honorable mention to Lost Stars and Bloodline. Um, Peter with a P 
said uh, Thrawn, the new Thrawn since it came out has been his favorite, uh, particularly uh, Mark Thompson's performance as Thrawn. Um, and Tarkin by James Luceno is a close second for him, uh, but also from Legends, he loves uh, Heir to the Empire. Mm. All great ones. Question. Yes. Have you seen any of the Vanity Fair thing about Rise of Skywalker? Because you totally called it. What? He's a bad guy. Richard E. Grant. Oh, I didn't see all the pictures. Yeah, that's Carrie Russell, by the way. That's Carrie Russell? That's Carrie Russell. What? Yeah, Looking like sorry. freaking Rocketeer here. Like, live broadcast of John's reaction to Vanity Fair. <laughs> of course Richard Grant is. Of course, he's such <gasps> a good bat. What? 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 Knights of Ren. I didn't We've got Knights of Ren. We've got Knights of Ren. We've got Knights of Ren. Show me! We get a great shot of Finn and Naomi Aki's character on really cute steeds. <laughs> like, I regret not flipping through these pictures. Send me the... Can you send me the whole thing? Yeah, I will Whoops. do my best. Um, there you go. Live re- live response. Uh, yeah, so apparently I, I didn't see all the... Va- I see, was, I, was, uh, I was underwhelmed by the Vanity Fair thing. And then, <laughs> I guess I didn't dig deep enough. Yeah, I went to Eric Eilerson's Twitter to find out what his, uh, the, the, yeah, his handle is. Oh. And, like, dug up some gold. Yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, so don't, I, to be fair, I had to go get coffee this morning, uh, so that we could actually record, but, um, yeah, don't sleep on that Vanity Fair thing, yeah, I guess. Absolutely not. Um... So, where did I leave off? Okay, back to the question. Sorry. Uh, Eric Arlson, speaking of, um, said Lost Stars and Revenge of the Sith. Um, mm-hmm. Both excellent. Revenge of the Sith is, is just golden. Holocronicles podcast said Shadows of the Empire. Charles Henkel, uh, also of the Living Force podcast team, uh, said The Paradise Snare. Uh, then he changed to Kenobi, and then he just admitted that this is hard, and I think gave up. Um, <laughs> Rebecca said that she likes a lot, but uh, Lords of the Sith has been a favorite of hers, which I was surprised and glad to see that get some love. I really enjoyed that book, and I don't hear people talk about it nearly enough. Uh, the Force Losers podcast said, currently Master and Apprentice, but their all-time favorite is I, Jedi. <laughs> so they have lots That's to talk about funny. with Corey. They're gonna get, like... Beat with a shoe. <laughs> no. From a uh, doctor. Disney dog, uh, our friend Michael Johnson, he said uh, Phasma, uh, which, not surprised there, it is an amazing book. Um, it set up my Phasma disappointment syndrome, though, uh, but uh, I do love the book. Um, Living Force Podcast uh, said the Bane Trilogy, uh, because they couldn't distru- uh, decide um, between uh, any of the three. Uh, I, I perfectly agree. Um... The Bane Trilogy and the Darth Vader Trilogy, which if you don't know is Labyrinth of Evil, Dar- uh, Revenge of the Sith, and uh, Dark Lord of the Sith, uh, I, I consider that one big book as well, and it's the same thing with Bane, so uh, don't don't at me, that's just m- the way my brain works. Mm-hmm. Um, Noir Inc. said, Tales from Jabba's Palace, woo! Yay! Glad to see our favorite series get some love. Uh, Nerf Herder Council uh, said, it's a tie between Plagueis and Inferno Squad. Another one I was really glad to see get some love. Inferno Squad is a great book if you love original trilogy and Clone Wars. It's just wonderful. Lovely. Um, Lil Uzi Kurt, 
that's just fun to say. <laughs> Said, um, Bane, uh, Path of Destruction, Revan, The Paradise Snare, Mind Harp of Sharu, Shadows of the Empire, and just so many more, and all of those are fantastic. Galaxy Props just replied. Oh, Galaxy Props said Shadows of the Empire. Lots of love for Shadows of the Empire. Mm -hmm. Rightly so. Um, Let the Wookiee Win said uh, that he loves Plagueis, but uh, the Dark Lord trilogy, or I, I called it the Darth Vader trilogy earlier, uh, that is, uh, it takes the cake for him, and that's the one I was mentioning. That's Labyrinth of Evil, Revenge of the Sith, and uh, Dark Lord, Rise of Darth Vader. Um, basically, they all happen simul or alongside each other, so it's like, Labyrinth of Evil leads into Revenge of the Sith, and Revenge of the Sith leads into Dark Lord. It's just fantastic. Some of my favorite Star Wars stories there. Mm -hmm. um, Toy Box Legends said Splinter of the Mind's Eye, which, wow, I did not expect to get any love, but it's a, it's an interesting read. It's a really it's a really interesting one, and we talked about it a little bit. We mentioned some elements of it in uh, yesterday's Clone Wars rewatch, so yeah. um, it'd be interesting to do a full dive into that one day. Tom Harris said Bloodline by Claudia Gray. An excellent, excellent, excellent book. Um, As One in the Force said uh, he could pick one Revan, the Thrawn trilogy, Bane trilogy, the new Thrawn books, Inferno Squad, Princess Leia, Leia Princess of Alderaan, Shadows of the Empire, and I feel like he could go on and on. All of those are fantastic. Brian Stewart Jones said New Dawn, um, but before that it was Heir to the Empire. Both fantastic. Mike Allen said the Darth Bane trilogy. Paul Foxhound said Darth Maul Shadowhunter, which is one I hadn't... No, I have read that one. It, it's someone else had mentioned a Maul book that I hadn't read. Uh, and I believe that is it, guys. If we missed anybody, I greatly apologize. Um, but uh, that... Thanks for... We always enjoy seeing answers. Yes, Because um, it's absolutely. always interesting. Because we, we get what we expect, but then we also get some... Like, I mean, Splinter of the Mind's Eye. I think two people mentioned that. Um, getting Inferno Squad, uh, getting Lords of the Sith. Just, it's great to see more of those get love. Um, obviously, there's a lot of the, the same ones, but um, we always enjoy hearing what other people love um, with Star Wars and whatnot. So thanks for sending in all your answers. Keep an eye. Uh, we'll be asking you guys some more questions for next week's show, so uh, that's a good reason to stay connected with us on Twitter and Facebook where you can send in your answers and send in your questions. We would love your questions as well. Yeah. We always like thinking on uh, weird <clears throat> questions, interesting questions. Um, so keep an eye on uh, Twitter and Facebook for the posts where we ask you for your asks. Um, um, sure, you like when they ask weird questions, but when I ask you what it would, what would happen if you bit into Kirby... That's not... That's, that's I, a whole nother level. Personally, I think it would be like biting a balloon filled with boba. <laughs> it that's a whole nother level of weird um but we're not certified for that kind of weird but if you do have other weird things uh we'll take it um make sure that you check out our patreon page uh nerdyverse network john we didn't answer oh we didn't answer we didn't answer okay well let me finish my announcements first do it uh be, be sure to check out our patreon page for nerdyverse network uh that is us that is our network page where you can get kind of a one-stop shop look at uh, all that we do and support all that we do and become a collaborator with all that we do. I could go into a long-winded explanation of it, but you can also just go to our Patreon page and check it out. We would greatly appreciate that. We are super-duper thankful to the awesome Rebecca Diaz and Jim Caprone who support us already on Patreon. You guys are amazing. You are the all-stars. We love you. Um, be smart like them. Join the team. 
and help send our cats to college and help make the show awesome. Um, and uh, I think that's pretty much it. Oh, okay. rate, review, share. Make sure that you tell people you love this show because you do. And if you don't love this show, you better start loving this show, Jim. Not that Jim. The other Jim. The Jim behind the Jim. Uh, the Jim with two M's and an N. Jim. Uh, <laughs> Get get on the horse, Jimin. I'm pretty sure that that's a uh, K-pop star. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, let people know you love the show. Make sure you leave a review where possible. Most of our listeners are on Apple. That means most of you guys could be letting other people know how much you love the show. Uh, we want yeah. to up our uh, ratings and reviews over there so that we get more visibility. So uh, do that. Let people know you love us. Uh, it takes like two minutes. Not even. Even less. Um, okay. Favorite book? Now or all time? Tales of the Bounty Hunter. You know this. Yeah, uh, yeah, we talked about that. I don't read. <laughs> um, goodness, I love that one. Um, I mean, I feel like all time, it's still not changed from being Revenge of the Sith. I, yeah. It's just, that's kind of top tier, you know, it went, I reference it for all other uh, Star Wars books. Yeah. In terms of quality and whatnot, and how it makes me feel, and how excited I get, and how emotional it is. Uh, it's just fantastic. And like I said, when you put it together with Labyrinth of Evil and Dark Lord, like, it's fantastic. It's it's a really great uh, series of books. Um, I really love currently uh, Master and Apprentice. Um, that one was mm. really really good. Um, I'm trying to think of any other major ones that jump out um yeah i would say currently master and apprentice overall definitely revenge of the sith um but i i mean i love so many books i love so so many books um but uh yeah like we said continue the conversation over on twitter we'd love to keep hearing from you even if it didn't get on the show um but uh yeah that's our show yeah um i'd like to start reading more star wars books so if you have any recommendations let me know. Yeah, be careful opening that door. Some people have interesting recommendations. I'll run it by UTD. <laughs> there you go. UTD. Uh, and if UTD. you need any help deciding on uh, what books to read, you check out Utini as well. Go support Corey and his team and all of those great folks over on the Utini website. Um, and also on their podcast, Living Force Podcast. We highly recommend it. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And we're on it. So uh, there yeah. you go. Yeah, um, that was one of the most fun interviews we've ever Done. Yeah, move I over, think. Kevin Scott. Welcome, Ooh. Living for No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, I think I I said to you afterwards, like as a girl in the Star Wars universe, mm -hmm. sometimes you feel like you're, you know, the. I'm not gonna say dumb one in a room full of geniuses, but like, there's some people that make you feel like that. Mm. I felt none of that. Yeah. When we were talking to the Living Force podcast. Yeah. It, it felt like I was a part of the group, and it made me feel very included. That's awesome. And and that's the point, um, you know, from talking with them and, and whatnot. That's their whole motif. Uh, and it clearly shows through. Yeah. And so if you want to follow more great people who love Star Wars and celebrate Star Wars and celebrate uh, other people celebrating Star Wars and are just awesome, uh, then check them out. Living Force podcast. Check out Utini. Uh, and from there you can find, um, like... Corey, uh, personally, you can find Eric, you can find Charles. Uh, highly recommend following all of them. They're fantastic. So, yeah. Um, and so that's the show. We will be back in a couple of days with our uh, 
other Clone Wars rewatch. We're going into the void with D Squad. The void. Uh, it's gonna be fun. I love these <laughs> these episodes. So, uh, yeah, I think I have a new favorite clone, guys. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, but uh, until then, guys, have a great Wednesday, Thursday, uh, all the day, uh, and stay scruffy. Bye. Bye.